Hello, friends, and welcome to the Trenton 365 show. I love doing this, this show, especially when it's live, and, and I can have some fun with some friends here in the studio. You're listening and watching over WIMG 1300 AM, also over the website, WIMG1300.com, and I apologize. You're watching over WPHY, Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. The Trenton 365 show has a Facebook page. You can also post your events to, to the Trenton 365 community calendar page as well. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter as well, Trenton365. In the studio with me is Scott Miller. Scott Miller is a Trenton Trentonian. He's a Trenton resident. He, resident. He's also a business owner, and he is the creator of the fourth annual original Pork Roll Festival, which is going to be happening this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, Scott, welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. Hey, thanks for having me. A absolutely, man. It's always awesome to spend some time with you, especially this time of year when we can talk about pork roll, which is that delicacy that is all about Trenton. Um, before we get into talking about that, though, I'd like for you to talk a bit about who you are as a person, what brought you to Trenton, how long you've been here, and what you do. Sure. Well, uh, I've been in Trenton since 2004. I moved to downtown and I set up a recording studio there and over the years we've branched out into a few other things you know, different types of digital media production works so we do photography graphic design uh, promotional videos event documentation we also provide sound systems and uh, often participate in people's event planning and event execution mm -hmm. and management. Mm -hmm. Well, I also want to give you a shout out too, because uh, originally Trenton 365 was Trenton 350, and uh, Scott Miller was helping me out with some uh, production stuff, getting the website up. We were working on some discount cards and some other things, and you said, "Man, this 350, I understand what you're doing, the whole networking idea, but it just doesn't roll right. Like, you know, maybe you ought to try 360 or 365, and it's stuck." So, um, yeah, publicly. Too. I That's right. Heard it. I was like, <laughs> I'm glad to hear you're still using that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's probably time yeah. for an update, so maybe we can yeah, work we'll on that in the very near future. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't know, XS7A is a multimedia production studio. So they literally do soup to nuts, website design, graphic designs, um, video image capture. Um, in addition to that, filmmaking happens there as well. And most of the people in the Trenton community in this region, they know of you, not only as an individual who you work with, the people you work with, but also the organizations you work with as well. That's right. And we like to call what we do creative services. And it's, you know, so we're often part of other people's creative projects. And that's really fun. You know, we work with a pretty good spectrum of the community, people from different religious and ethnic backgrounds and we've produced music in probably a dozen languages and things like that and most recently we were working with the Passage Theater mm -hmm. they had a couple of good productions June Ballinger had her one woman play there mm -hmm. and uh, most recently David White had an incredible first run play there called Fixed which I would encourage anybody to uh, take the opportunity to see that in its next run wherever it may be it's really good it was written and, and premiered at the Passage Theater over the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned the faith community, I mean, because you've worked with numerous churches that are here in the region as well. Um, not only the churches as organizations, but also their musicians as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Over the years, we've done work with um, Corey Shipley and the Bishop's Choir and Where Do the World Ministries on Front Street. And I've worked uh, with different church groups in the Haitian community and and other things I couldn't even recall. It's a pretty good spectrum of people, though. It's, it's a uh, that's probably what I like best about uh, living and working in Trenton is the diversity of the people, and their and their culture and music, hmm. and the things they bring to me. The, interesting projects and the diversity of the things they're into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember a couple of conversations that we had um, when you were talking about Instant Funk and then you were talking about um, Michael Ray of cool, cool in the Gang fame and Sun Ra's orchestra and uh, you were just talking about the dearth of talent that has come from Trenton, um, the people who have been born here and uh, you've always had this passion for how come Trenton just can't sort of get out of its own way? Yeah, you know, um, I was always interested in creative things like this but for some reason I went to school to be an environmental engineer you know 
mathematics, physics, science oriented field, but my true love was always with creative projects and things like that. And for a long time I lived in Pennsylvania, but um, I would always come over to Trenton where I found more like-minded people, more creative people working on things collectively, which I, which I think was ultimately the draw mm -hmm. that led me to want to relocate here. And, and it is true, like in, not to say that there aren't creative people in the suburban areas of Bucks County in northeastern Pennsylvania where I'm originally from, but there's an extraordinary amount of creative people here in the city and talented ones. Like you previously mentioned, bands like Instant Funk were, you know, contributed to like over 26 gold records and, and uh, performers like Sarah Dash and, and other people who are still in the area here. And it's really exciting to see the the new young breed of uh, kids, you know, some of them grew up in leaner times in terms of music education opportunities here in the school systems, but there's kids that are doing extraordinary things like uh, young Queasy Robinson, he's only 19 years old mm -hmm. from Trenton, um, just went on tour with the hip hop artist Designer, who's mm -hmm. one of the top touring rap artists in the world, and it's, that's a pretty big accomplishment for anybody, but it's it's special that it's somebody from Trenton and Michael Ray from Cool in the Gang. He's still working on projects, and even though he travels all around the world, you know, in between these gigs in in uh, Saudi Arabia and Palm Springs, he's back in Trenton doing things and hanging out with his friends and writing new music. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that that we would. Uh, talked about quite a bit, you know, years ago about, you know, the, the amount of talent that's here and that there's really no one who's recognized that or, or started to even discuss that. And, and you started to put together something, the Trenton Arts and Entertainment Hall of Fame. Can you yeah, talk a couple about years that back, well? it's still one of my long-term visions. Yeah, it's going to require some help or fundraising or some assistance from some others in some way. But the Trenton Arts and Entertainment Hall of Fame was something that I built to capture the, the history of Trenton's creative people and the things they accomplished so that others could learn and be inspired by it. And we've collected that history and uh, I see the College of New Jersey did a similar program recently where they um, collected um, additional history on Trenton's artists and entertainers and things like that. And they, they had a program that they did at the college with Sarah, it might have been a course or something, but my long-term goal would be to have a museum or something that people could, could go to, maybe with a small, you know, performance area in it or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I often thought that some of these old grand bank buildings in the city might make a good spot for an arts and entertainment museum or hall of fame mm -hmm. type thing. So maybe we, we can find a way to make that happen in the near future. Mm, that sounds great, Scott. And and, and I pledge my support again um, for that because I think that not only is it a brilliant idea, but it's something that I think will energize the populace here. Um, you, you made it clear that a lot of the youngsters who are involved in arts, their funding is being cut. It's constantly being cut. So they may not have all the opportunities and the privileges that some of the others have come through, like through the tutelage of Tommy Grice and, and et cetera. But if we can come up with a way to let people know more about what's happening or has happened here in Trenton regarding arts and entertainment, maybe that could, again, fuse us to be that city that makes world-class entertainment and it's more out in the forefront and it's arts-related. Oh, sure, definitely. I mean, a lot of children here um, envision being successful athletes, but certainly arts and entertainment can be just as expiring, inspiring and uh, maybe even more easily obtainable. Mm. You know, the odds of becoming a pro athlete are, are, are quite high. <laughs> where people can kind of carve out their own niche in the entertainment world and you know, their drive can take them where they want to go. You know? mm -hmm. Less limitations. Yeah. So, uh, so we've talked a bit about some of the things that you've connected to and supported here in Trenton. Where are you from? Where were you born? I'm from northeastern Pennsylvania in a coal mining town called Wilkes-Barre, one of the few hyphenated cities in the world. And it's got a blend of uh, European and even Middle Eastern immigrants, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of tight-knit families there. It's a, it's a nice place to be from. Mm -hmm. And um, how would you how would you describe your childhood growing up? Um, because I think oftentimes people hear, okay, small town, coal mining town. Um, generally, they don't end up in an urban environment like Trenton, 
No, especially that area. Wilkes-Barre is, uh, is a very similar city in size to Trenton, about 80-some thousand people. And it's an isolated river valley, so um, it's not really near anything. It's not really part of the, the megalopolis that extends from Washington to Boston. It, it's kind of an outlier. So it's a community that doesn't see a lot of flux of people in or out of it. And I came down here for work opportunities. I went to Wilkes University to study environmental engineering and you know, jobs like that were somewhat limited up in northeastern Pennsylvania. So, you know, my job hunt brought me down here to the Trenton area. I think I worked off of Baker's Basin Road. <laughs> my first job was in a former roller skating rink for a company called Groundwater Technology that was doing environmental assessment and cleanup work. And, you know, I kind of made a lot of friends and, and I've always been in the area. I lived in Morrisville for 13 years before I, I moved to Trenton. Mm, that's, that's awesome. Now, you're here today. Um, you know, I always enjoy hanging out with you, chatting about whatever it is. But um, we're here to talk about the Pork Roll Festival. Yeah, we man. certainly are. It's yeah. like one so, time of the year to come on, on your show and, <laughs> and uh, you know, we don't have many opportunities to be in the media here. You know, mm -hmm. the newspapers don't really write about much these days and you know we're lucky to still have WIMG here giving people like me an opportunity to promote their events. That's so, awesome. Yeah so the Pork Roll Festival it's our fourth annual event. Last year we had some struggles it was 97 degrees you know but it was still a great event. The vendors and the attendees had a good time and I think the hot water hot hot water hot weather um, held people some people from coming out that day so um, our Facebook followers have grown substantially. It looks like mm, 16,000 people are interested, but right now it says, you know, a couple thousand are going to show up. So we're expecting a good turnout like last year, maybe a little bit of growth as far as attendance because the weather's looking perfect. Mm -hmm. It's going to be uh, partly sunny and 77 degrees with zero chance of precipitation. And, that's a pretty perfect day for a pork roll festival. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so um, four years ago, when you came up with this idea of creating a, a pork roll festival, what was the reason behind it? I mean, be, and, and I grew up here, so I've I've known pork roll all my life. You know, I knew about pork roll, but I didn't really relate to it as a trend-made product. And I had seen it in the art of Tom Reeves, a local artist. Mm -hmm. I think Carrie Maurice, an artist who I've been on this show with in previous years. Um, took me to an art gallery, I don't even remember where it was, somewhere in the Mercer County area, and I saw he had a satirical art um, that had pork roll in a factory or something, and he had these beanie animals that were like pork roll logs, <laughs> and I just didn't get it. Like, I saw them, and I thought they were cute, and I realized it was like pop art, and it was really good stuff, and I enjoyed the rest of his art, but I just didn't, it took a long time for me to understand that Pork roll came from Trenton, and it was this iconic meat product that was the same thing as Taylor Ham, and that there were all these different com com uh, companies, and there was this whole history and legacy of, of pork roll, you know, and how it influenced and helped our city grow, and, uh, and I, I became fascinated with it. A friend of mine, Andrew Al's house, brought it over about four and a half years ago, and, and we ate it, and we had this discussion, and I... You know, I popped the question, why hasn't there been a pork roll festival? You know, this is like a, a big thing. They've had factories here, and, and the factories are still here, which is important for Trenton. You know, a lot of industries have come and gone, and we have that slogan on the bridge, Trenton makes the world takes, but very few things are actually still made here. And we, we still have pork roll. And, it, and then when, once I realized that this was still an intact, unique Trenton industry, you know, I felt that it really needed a festival, and it seemed to me like people would go for it, and they certainly have. You know, mm -hmm. we've, we've developed a good group of followers that um, tends to grow, even though a lot of people can't come to the festival, the interest in the festival and the jokes and some of the creative advertising and marketing we create reaches people internationally. And uh, so we hear people, we hear their stories, we get their emails. Um, some people very old. I've had conversations on uh, Facebook with people in, the, in their 90s that tell me their pork roll stories <laughs> about trends, and it's fascinating. I want to hear them all, you know. <laughs> I always give people extra time if they have a pork roll story, because, um, you know, they're, although they're all similar, people tell them with passion, too. And, uh, you know, so it's not just like, 
Yeah, it's something special. I have a poor girl story. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> exactly. Um, you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. In the studio with me is Scott Miller of Exit 7A and also Pork Roll Productions LLC. And uh, we're talking about the fourth annual Pork Roll Festival, original Pork Roll Festival, which will be taking place this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, in Mill Hill Park in downtown Trenton, New Jersey. We'll be back after a short break. I'm Jacques Howard. I should take a picture and put it on your page. Uh, <laughs> should. Four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. We're laughing, having a good time in the studio talking about pork roll. And uh, I've got to give a shout out to my mom, um, Phoebe Lee Howard, who's in Ewing Township. Uh, mom, I am still eating the Phoebe Lee, which is pork roll, orange cheddar, along with fried onions, green peppers, and carrots. But a little bit of ketchup as well. So, uh, Mom, I miss you. Hope everything's well. And in the studio with me is Scott Miller. And Scott Miller is the creator of the original Pork Roll Festival. And we're having the fourth annual original Pork Roll Festival this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, in Mill Hill Park. And, Scott, just rehash this, this idea of, like, um, you, you, you told me this, this story about when you had it for the first time and, and some of the emotions that went through you when you had it. Yeah. It, it just seemed, you know, a light bulb went off. It seemed to me like this is going to be a good idea. And again, I didn't really have a full appreciation for pork roll, and I didn't really understand just how many people were passionate about it. Nor did I expect to have fans for this kind of thing in, in all 50 states and, and foreign countries. So, yeah, people sure like their pork roll. Mm -hmm. and, and for the folks who may be listening and, and viewing who know it as either Taylor ham or pork roll. Uh, explain the whole idea that it's really a sausage. Right, it's a sausage. You know, it's a made from pork shoulder and spices and, you know, just like there are different versions of different styles of beer, there are different manufacturers of pork roll. Of course, John Taylor was the first back in the 1800s and pork roll was really important for the uh, early years and growth and success of the city. It was one of the first large industries, maybe perhaps the largest at that time. So it employed a lot of people, and uh, John Taylor was generous, so he had reinvested his money back into our community. Um, most notably, the, the Taylor Opera House, which used to be on uh, South Broad Street, just north of where the park is. He would be happy to know that we were having a festival around the corner, <laughs> I think. But and it was a grand place, and then I think it became a an RKO theater, the Lincoln or something like that over okay. the years, and it's not there anymore, I think it's a parking lot, but um, he also helped raise money and, and with the construction and the dedication of the Trenton Battle Monument, mm -hmm. of course, at the at the intersections there of uh, North Warren and North Broad Street. Mm -hmm. Let's stick with the, with the um, Trenton Battle Monument, because I know that's something else that you've been very um, particular about and passionate about, um, as more passionate than I am about that. I mean, it's, it's a monument um, that, in my opinion, symbolizes the birth of our country, not just Washington's battle in Trenton, etc. So just talk about your, your passions that you have regarding the Trenton Battle Monument. Sure, yeah, and it's a, a monument dedicated to you know, Washington's success in the Battle of Trenton against the British and the Hessians, where, we, where he first defeated them and you know, gave the notion that we could have an independent nation. And he, that's where, he, I guess, he first launched his descent into Trenton to, to, to engage with the troops from that hill there. So it's a real important spot, and the early leaders of our city here recognized that. And it, it took them decades to raise the money and find the architects and sculptors and people that would contribute to the construction of what is a rather grand monument there, you know, and it's topped with a large bronze statue of George Washington pointing down the, you know, the hill into Trenton in the direction of the old barracks, I assume, and mm -hmm. have to double check that, but of course it's also an observation deck, and um, it, it was very challenging for them all to raise the money for this. John Taylor was one of the people on the committee, and eventually they had to petition Congress for I think $200,000 to complete its construction and then they unveiled it and had the dedication with the governors from all original 13 colonies in 1890 mm. and it included the 
dedication of the bronze panels that were made by Thomas Eakins. Mm -hmm. There's uh, replicas on it now. I think the originals may be in the New Jersey State Museum. Mm -hmm. And um, and of course, there's a an an, an ancient but um, elevator that can take you up to the top. So it's like it's a functioning observation deck. And it was a, a tourist attraction for people from many states would come and go up there and you know enjoy the view and the history. And the different people have operated it, Park Services, DEP, the city, veterans groups over the years. Mm -hmm. So why are you so passionate about the Battle Monument? Well, like I said, it, to me it seems like it's an unused tourist attraction. And to rebuild something like that from scratch would take an enormous amount of money. I can't even gasp it. I'm guessing... 20, 30 million dollars, and you know, Trenton's not likely to have an opportunity to build a new tourist attraction or find 20 million dollars anytime soon. So it seems important that we fix that and establish it as a, something that's you know interesting for the kids to visit, a, a historical tourist attraction, and, and it, you know, it should be a point of pride for the neighborhood. That neighborhood once had a school constructed that was named after that battle monument and a number of stores and restaurants and houses sprang up around that because of the original success of the Battle Monument as a tourist attraction. And I, I think we can see a huge benefit by some effort to, to find a way to get it reopened. Mm -hmm. and, and for people who would be interested in learning more about the, the Battle Monument, um, I know you, you actually have a Facebook page. And yeah, we have a friends started. group we've started on Facebook. It's called Friends of the of the Battle Monument, their Trenton Battle Monument. Okay. And you know, we reached out to some people in the DEP to see what could be done. I guess there's some questions about the uh, stability of the elevator, which is old. You know, It worked for over 100 years, probably carried a million people up and down there, but I understand you know, to be compliant with today's regulations, it might need some work. But uh, you know, people need to look into it and, and come together and figure out what can be done to, to get that thing reopened? Mm -hmm. You know, it's you, you moved from Wilkes-Barre for work to this region, then bought a facility, a business, or bought a, bought a building. You have a business. You're an entrepreneur here in Trent. You're obviously passionate about being here in the city. You're civically engaged in things that are happening in, in, in Trenton. What is it about this, this town that's, that, that's kind of got a hold of you? You know, it's interesting. You know, I've always been fascinated with Trenton. You know, I've been coming here since 1990 when I was just 22. And I've spent most of my time since then, you know, in and around here and, and making new friends here. And uh, I don't know, I like history. I've always been fascinated by Revolutionary War history. So being able to live and work in a, in a, in a historic district that, you know, that, I mean, Alexander Hamilton led seven cannons in a battle in my neighborhood, you know, and that's fascinating stuff to me. And so being able to be near the, the barracks, you know, they have reenactment actors there, and it's a, the museum that's open year-round. And, of course, the, the battle reenactment downtown is always neat. That happens around Christmas time each year. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I always was interested in the architecture, too. I grew up in Wilkes-Barre, had some of the same kind of flavor in its downtown areas. Of course, their city was destroyed in a flood in 72, so a lot of that stuff was lost. But, um, you know, Trenton is, has a lot of original architecture, and it makes it so different from Bucks County or the suburbs. Or, you know, in a, I lived in, you know, an apartment complex for too long, and so I see this you know, historical buildings in a city with a deep American, a unique American history. and and all that stuff, you know, was attractive to me, mm -hmm. and despite it, its problems. You know, I think, and I wanted to be part of a project. You know, living in Trenton, it's like you, the city needs people to do things. You know, so only those of us who are interested in being part of the project, you know, would find it fun or, or you know interesting to live and work here. I guess. Mm -hmm. Now, coming full circle, so so again, you you moved to Trenton because of work. You're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you're involved in creative services through your business, Exit7A. Uh, and now you've got this internationally known festival based upon this meat that was created here in Trenton as well. So, um, the, you know, you talked about the, the first time that you had it, how it was like just made sense. Like, this has to be 
a festival, and I've got to do this. Yeah, and also, I felt there was not much to work with here. I mean, you could come up with something new and original and exciting from scratch, I guess, but to me, like, we have pork roll, so we may as well utilize it. Mm -hmm. and why didn't John Taylor have a pork roll festival <laughs> in 1930? Probably could have. Yeah. yeah. He did start the New Jersey State Fair system, too, which is where the grounds for sculpture is now, where the lake is, and mm -hmm. you know, you're old enough to know, but a lot of people don't remember or, or that there was a big state fairground mm -hmm. there, and that whole thing was, again, one of John Taylor's projects that he was involved with, so maybe that was technically the first pork roll festival when they had this... <laughs> state fair out there <laughs> and they used to have daredevils and things i'm sure that you could get pork roll at that oh yeah I'm, qu there. I'm quite sure if i remember correctly i do also remember going down to a seaside uh, when i was a kid and and wanting pork roll that was cooked on a grill you know at some of the some of the restaurants that were there um a couple of minutes before we're up on a break um just uh, share your contact information and uh, and um how people can find out more about the pork roll yeah festival. sure our website is porkrollfestival.com on Facebook. We're Facebook slash porkrollfestival and if anybody has any inquiries they can reach us by email and it, which is trenton at porkrollfestival.com so it's all pretty easy. It's uh, getting pretty close to the festival but we're actually still looking for some merchandise vendors if anybody's watching this and the message gets to them before Saturday we may be able to add you in there if you have something that you think Pork Roll Festival attendees might be interesting in, uh, interested in purchasing, we'll throw you in the mix. Awesome. And we'll get into more details about the, the people and uh, the festival itself and what people can expect when they come to visit Trenton Memorial Day weekend for the fourth annual original Pork Roll Festival happening in Mill Hill Park in downtown Trenton, New Jersey. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show, and we'll be back after a short break. Make sure I talk about these Three, vendors. Two, one. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. Website is trenton365.com. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter as well, Trenton365. In the studio with me is Scott Miller, who is the owner of Exit 7A Studios, which is a multimedia or creative services business based out of downtown Trenton, New Jersey. He is also the creator of the original Pork Roll Festival, which is happening this weekend as it has for the last three years. This is the fourth annual original Pork Roll Festival in Mill Hill Park in downtown Trenton, New Jersey. And we've been talking about all things related to Scott and Pork Roll. Um, and Scott, I'd like to transition and talk a little bit about what can people expect on that day? Yeah, let me paint the picture for those of you who have never been to the Pork Roll Festival. So this event is really designed for community building purposes. So I live and work in downtown Trenton in the historic district. But, um, you know, it's still an urban enterprise zone. It's an area that needs help. You know, it still needs some revitalization. It could use more people living downtown. But it, um, it's a great place to be right now. It's a vibrant community. And in the daytime, it has a lot of state workers. And at the nighttime, the, the, the local businesses are kept alive by the residents that frequent them. But you know, we need all, everything we can get. And uh, it's an exciting time to be in Trenton. There's, in, in downtown Trenton, there's a bunch of new businesses opening up. And in uh, and, and our festival, uh, is designed to help contribute to that. We want to bring people into the city that have never been here before and show them that it's actually a pretty cool place and that there's a beautiful park with a creek in it and we're in the middle of the downtown area and that there are really nice, friendly people and there's really good food and there's history to visit and restaurants to visit and things like that. So that's the mission of our festival is to help build our community and bring people here and hope that we can change their minds and promote trending in a good way, you know, something that's a little different than, you know, what they're spoon-fed by the media and all the bad stuff they might hear. Mm -hmm. And I think we've been pretty effective like that. Luckily, we've had good weather, and this Saturday promises to be good, too, partly sunny and 77 degrees. And the Mill Hill Park is beautiful. It's been expertly groomed by the Trenton Downtown Association and the Department of Parks and Recreations. It's got flowers in it. It's actually the battlefield where Washington <laughs> defeated Trenton in the Second Battle of Trenton after he crossed the Delaware River. So it's got a lot of history. It's also New Jersey's first industrial site. The Assunpeak Creek once had um, raceways and 
cogs and wheels that uh, powered all kinds of apparatus that milled wood and tanneries and all of the state's very early earliest industries started right there in that park. So um, now it's got Revolutionary War history and significance and, and American industrial history and. So it's an important park. It's a great place to have a pork roll festival. It's partly wooded, and there's an old 1888 uh, steel bridge that crosses over the Assunpeak Creek, and it's gorgeous. There's a little amphitheater. This is a family-friendly festival, so it's a great place to bring your, your dog, your family, your kids. We, uh, our followers are about 57% women, so we have, it's a great, fun, safe time to come to downtown Trenton on Saturday. Even if you're not into pork or pork roll, the festival's got a wide variety of food and entertainment. There's something there for everybody. We even have a beer garden. Uh, Checkers is a historic eatery on mm -hmm. South Warren Street. and They're famous for making something called a Trenton burger, which is a, a succulent, well-made cheeseburger, but then they put pork roll on it, too. <laughs> so it's, it's hearty. It's a yeah, it packs a lot of protein, and they're famous for it, and they'll be at the park, of course, serving up their food, and I want to make sure I, I touch base on some of the vendors yeah, stuff go, here go before through, I run out of sure. time. So we put a lot of time recruiting food vendors, and there's a lot of competition on Memorial Day weekend. It's a process that we put, you know, the better part of a year into trying to get our vendors and then balance their menus and try to come up with some creative things for people to look forward to having. So... Uh, we've got a pretty diverse food lineup this year. Um, we've got Healthy Blend. It's a, a, a juice and, and wrap company located on South Warren. They're one of our newest businesses downtown. And they're going to be providing healthy food alternatives. You know, we've got Pork World's great, and we, have, we always have a good stock of uh, different types of Pork World food. But a lot of people ask us, you know, hey, can I get some healthy food at the Pork World? And the answer is, you know, you betcha. So we have... Um, smoothies and things like this and other vendors have other healthy food options and even fruit and watermelon and stuff like that so you can come to the pork roll festival and eat healthy and enjoy the entertainment you don't even have to eat pork roll we've got pizza and snacks and desserts and all kinds of things so I'm gonna rattle through these um, this is a, a process in the works here and if I got to uh, reference some of this stuff for names and menu items but basically we have about 13 solid food vendors and about seven dessert vendors so we've got the the Kona water ice truck is a favorite mm -hmm. with the kids from Ewing and I have a new ice cream truck Q Brothers from Hamilton it's I believe it's it's a sergeant and his wife operate this truck. Real kid-oriented snack truck. They've got Choco Tacos on there and things like that. <laughs> so we're uh, looking forward to having them on a sunny day. And then we've got uh, the Little Sicilian. And um, this guy specializes. He makes, like, these deep-fried rice balls with cheese and stuff in them. But he's making a pork roll deep-fried rice ball. These things look really good. So they've been experimenting with those. Um, that's new for the festival. We never had these guys before. And as you're going through there, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. So for the food vendors that are coming, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a mix. I mean, folks, they, you'll be able to eat way more than just pork roll. Oh, yeah. There'll be lots of different options, um, but pork roll is what this... Yeah, it's the a good idea to is, check out some different it's people's really all versions about of pork roll. And nearly all of our vendors have some pork roll-themed menu items. So go and explore and hunt those down and see what else they have. Uh, for sale. The 1911 Smokehouse Barbecue is rapidly becoming one of Trenton's favorite restaurants. They're my neighbors. They're right next door to us, and we're glad they're coming back for the second year. They're going to have uh, Trenton burgers, pork roll sandwiches, pork roll egg and cheese sandwiches, and Reggie, the, the lead chef there, just invented barbecue pork roll meatballs, which I got had the pleasure to try the other day, and they're really good. So <laughs> I think my uh, mouth just, like, uh -huh. moistened up a and little bit. they'll have bit. other stuff, too. They're going to be doing <laughs> chicken wings and fries in the park, and they're still they're, uh, working on their menu over there tonight, hashing things out. But um, you can expect them to have a, a colossal display, you know, a good, fast-moving line with a couple of grills. And we have Aunt Martha's Funnel Cake. Our, our good friend Bill from Yardville is coming. Um, it's one of our dessert vendors, and uh, we've, we've tried to diversify our menu a little bit. So this year I've got uh, Candela's Empanadas, mm. and uh, what's this woman's name? Adriana. She, we've had a few discussions. Um, 
her and her assistants have been working really hard on the ultimate pork roll empanada, and she said it's to die for. She said, like, you have to try one of these things. We put a lot of time into it. So, you know, we have a, a, a rapidly growing Latino community here, and we've had a, uh, we had a lot of requests for us to include some, some Latin and Spanish food. So they'll have other stuff as well. And of course, I mentioned Checkers. Uh, you know, they're a restaurant that's only open between 11 and 2 every day, so not everybody's had the pleasure of having a, a Checkers Trenton Burger. So it's a rare opportunity to come on a Saturday and get this in the park. If you, those of you who have never had Checkers, come to the park. Maybe you'll come back during the week and, and visit their restaurant. Um, we have DiLorenzo's Pizza. Tyler's got a pizza-to-go truck. He's going to have pork roll pizza. Um, you may have seen them at Art All Night last year. They were a big hit, probably one of the favorite food vendors there. And then we have um, Crispella's Crepes. But she's going to do a pork roll crepe, which is awesome. And they also have the fruit and different sweet things like that. So they'll be a food vendor, but they also have crepes, like more in the, in the dessert line of a traditional crepe with, with a fruit filling and things. And then this is my favorite new vendor. This is one of the first guys to contact me. He's from South Jersey, and he has a brand new company called Egg Roll, and he specializes in exotic egg rolls, and he's made a pork roll egg roll that he's bringing, and, and he's got a few other things on his menu. Maybe I'll dig in here and take a peek and see what he's got on his sheet. But uh, this guy's psyched. Like, he really wants to come to Trenton and impress us with his pork roll culinary skills, so we'll have to see what he comes, comes strong with. And then we have a new vendor, um, their name is called Good Gourmet Catering, but I've set these guys up to be like a, um, a, a traditional pork roll sandwich and pork roll egg and cheese vendor. So they'll have the big flat grills, and he'll be doing pork roll egg and cheese all day long. You'll be able to get that diner favorite from him. And then we have the, the award-winning House of Cupcakes from Princeton, New Jersey, the winners of the Food Network's Cupcake War battle or what show or whatever it was a few years back. But... They also have put some time into developing the ultimate pork roll topped cupcake, so we're excited to have them on board. And then we have uh, Kath is catering. She specializes in pork and bacon wrap stuff, and she does it all on a hickory smoked outdoor grill. And I don't even remember. Last year she had a pork roll hot dog, bacon wrap hot dog, things like that. Sausage sandwiches with bacon and pork rolls. So, um, we were happy to have her back. We, I hadn't heard from her, and she just signed up today. And, and she had a, a good stand at the festival last year. We had a lot of good feedback on her. Because we talked about coming to Water Ice. And, uh, oh, Menino's Cannoli Truck. This is going to be awesome. We're having pork roll cannolis this year. So we know we have a lot of <laughs> Italian people here in New Jersey. And, so come out and try this. You can get them... With or without it, I think he's got standard and chocolate cannolis and a few other things with a twist on it. Q Brothers ice cream, and of course, Tim McRae, the local favorite, WTF food truck. I don't know what it is about this guy's truck. It's got to just be the food because he's always got the longest lines. He's also famous for making gourmet burgers and a really hearty pork roll sandwich stacked nice and thick with a bunch of slices. And, last year and I think this year again he has the German pork roll sandwich with sauerkraut and he's had a, a few other things like that but and if I remember correctly I think he did a Hawaiian which was the pork roll with pineapple and, and yeah, a burger I think he's having that again this year well. yeah he sold a lot of those too and of course Tim's food truck you can see him during the week um, he's at an auto place near Halo Farms I think on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays mm -hmm. till 2 o'clock, so you can see the WTF food truck and try out their stuff even in advance of the festival, mm -hmm. two minutes. All now, right, so, um, so, and uh, Tim, and one second, and, okay. and Tim McCray's uh, food truck, WTF food truck, don't be confused. WTF stands for Where's, Where's the, the Food? food? <laughs> okay, so just keep that in mind for those of you who are cautious about um, some of these acronyms that are out there. Then we have Gustoso's food truck, and they they are a Latin fusion cuisine, and um, I know I, they're going to have some kind of uh, gourmet pork roll dishes. I have to dig into their menu and see. And then lastly, award-winning High Street Kitchen from South Street mm -hmm. in Philadelphia is going to have um, pork roll burritos, which was my 
personal favorite from last year's festival. So they have real healthy, fresh ingredient wraps and burritos. Mm -hmm. And then we have a variety of merchandise vendors, too. Uh, different people from the community, PNC Bank and uh, uh, Zachary McMullins, uh, back on the road for less auto repair and different mm -hmm. people like that that are trying to get some support for their businesses. Mm -hmm. Scott, share the contact information again for the festival. Yeah, it's porkrollfestival.com. On Facebook, it's Facebook slash Pork Roll Festival. Mm -hmm. And our email is trenton at porkrollfestival.com. Mm, awesome. So uh, you folks are listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. We're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be back with Scott Miller. Pork Roll Productions LLC talking about the 2017 version of the original Pork Roll Festival here in Trenton, New Jersey. Cool. We just got a couple of minutes. And welcome back, folks, to the Trenton 365 show. I'm Jacques Howard, creator and host. And in the studio with me is Scott Miller of XS7A Productions, Creative Services. But tonight we're talking about his mastermind the Pork Roll Festival, um, the original Pork Roll Festival happening Memorial Day weekend. This weekend, it is the fourth annual original Pork Roll Festival happening in Mill Hill Park in downtown Trenton, New Jersey. All you have to do is an internet search for Pork Roll Festival LLC or Pork Roll Festival Mill Hill Park in Trenton. You'll find all the information, links there, etc. Scott, you were just running through a whole bunch of the vendors. Yeah, and I got a few things I got to jam in here before we <laughs> okay. run We've got a great entertainment lineup. There we go. That's we what really I We really do. We put some time in the China to showcase some of the area's best bands. So we have DJ Misu Misu from uh, WTSR. She's um, our good luck charm. We always have Misu with the festival. She'll be DJing. Uh, light jazz in the morning and in between some of our acts. And then we have the Jack Furlong Jazz Orchestra. Um, he's really good. We did a, a video and audio project with Jack about two years ago and we've wanted to have him as part of our festival for a while. And then we have the School of Rock students from Princeton University. And these kids are really impressive. They opened the festival last year and we thought we'd give them the noon, noon hour this year so, so more people can experience them. But they have a wonderful music program there and the kids can really sing and play and I think people are going to dig them. And we have the Mr. Lucky Blues Band. Mm -hmm. They've been with us since the very first festival in 2014. And I have the Victor Cologne Latin Salsa Band this year, which is going to be great. He's got a six-piece band. These guys have been playing uh, professionally for more than 40 years and uh, they do uh, you know a variety of different types of things with the going to try to get us dancing a little bit. And then we have Instant Funk, of course. Mm -hmm. These guys have been playing together since the 60s, and they were the session band on countless hits for Philly International Records and the OJs, Lou Rawls and the Stable Singers and, and Teddy Pendergrass and guys like that. And of course, in 1979, they had their own number one hit called I Got My Mind Made Up. Come on, you can it, get it. Where, get the, it, where the phrase, say what, was coined. A lot of say people don't what? Know. That's what? That's in all kinds of things, <laughs> sampled and mixed into everybody's music. So we're happy to have those guys back as our headline act at 5 o'clock, and they're going to be playing a little longer than everybody else. And they're going to play their hits in the feel-good R&B music of the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. And then um, closing out will be uh, one of our volunteers, longtime friend and, and uh, help at Exit 7A2, Jake Foy, and his band is called Alpha Rabbit. They're a high-energy, indie rock, punky kind of band, and I think everybody will love them, too. There'll be a fun way to end the festival. They go on and, and close it out at the end mm -hmm. at 6 o'clock. So, and the festival ends at 7 before it gets dark, so it's really easy to come and enjoy yourself. There are several free municipal safe parking lots very adjacent to the festival grounds, so one on uh, West Front Street, basically right across in the park. And, of course, the City Hall Annex building and the DMV lots are free and available for people to park. And they're just a block from the festival. So come to Trenton. It's really easy to get in and out of here on Saturday. It's Memorial Day weekend, so there's no state workers. It's a remarkable city with no traffic jams. And uh, the Port Royal Festival is a great place to come and meet new friends. I tell people, come by yourself or, or bring a friend or bring a kid. It doesn't matter. You'll have a good time 
no matter what. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this uh, let's, let's talk about some more of the logistics. I know you mentioned about parking, that there's several municipal lots owned by the city that'll be well-staffed for people to uh, park there. There's also street parking is, is, is available as well. Sure, yeah, there, um, there's virtually no one parking on the streets on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, so there's a good chance you can find something even on the streets around the festival there. Mm-hmm. And this so, is a rain or shine event. I know the weather forecast is calling for no precipitation, but this is a rain or shine event. It's a rain event. or shine event. In fact, the first year we had a hill storm and we still had about 4,000 people come despite the weather. So we'll always have it, whether it's raining or hailing or what's going on. I think people will come out mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we throw numbers out. Sometimes that, that frightens some people but even when you, we have 4,000 plus people who come out it's not a, a, a festival where you're rubbing up against no, someone this no, is a yeah, very large space. Yeah, we have this in a, in, the, in a beautiful park and there's a lot of space and we have chairs and tables and tents and benches and things like that and um, we, we design it it's very hard to predict the attendance you know how many people are going to show up but we design it to have plenty of food vendors so that the lines aren't very long in fact I think People would, would agree that our, the lines at our event are, have historically been shorter than the things they may experience at similar festivals and things in the region. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, you, you said because this is a public park and it's family friendly, children can come, um, you can bring your, your dog if you like. You can bring your dog. We tell people bring a chair and a blanket, come and hang out and listen to the music. You know, we just have a simple wristband system for food and beverage purchases. And we have a beer garden. I haven't really talked too much about it, but um, Checkers will have a beer garden. Um, they're going to have Miller Light, um, Flying Fish Farmhouse Ale, and I think uh, Line and Kugel's Summer Shandy. So they're good springtime festival beers. Simple, mm-hmm. but I think it, that'll be good for people. We, we have a lot of requests for a light beer last year. I think we had heavier beers. Okay, and, uh, and I think cost. he may have wine too. And there'll be all types of beverages and things from, you know, sodas to freshly squeezed lemonade. And we have a kids zone this year. That's the last thing I want to talk about. Um, we're having the Ghostbusters Ecto One car come <laughs> from our friends down in uh, in South Jersey, and they have a whole team of. Uh, Ghostbuster reenactors with their packs, and they're going to have things to give out. They've got the high C, uh, glow in the dark drink, and all that stuff. And so th- that'll be a fun thing. Uh, Tom, the the uh, purveyor of the Ecto One and his reenactor group, is also going to be one of the judges of. Uh, I think our recipe contest this year. Mm-hmm. And I want you to talk about the recipe contest and Miss Pork Roll. Oh yeah, Jamie Miller was our pork roll queen last year. She won with the incredible skill of mixing uh, pork roll infused Bloody Marys for the judges. That were delicious. I was and, one of the judges. Fantastic. And, and uh, the year before, Lisa Tedegar won by eating a pork roll sandwich while standing upside down on, on one hand. And of course, Maggie Kowalski was our first pork roll queen. She won by challenging the biggest guy in the audience, Jonathan Gordon, to a push-up contest, <laughs> and she beat him pretty squarely. <laughs> and we have uh, four finalists this year. I can't remember their names. They're coming with their unique talents to compete for Pork Roll Queen 2017. And, of course, we have a recipe contest, too. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of finalists bringing their dishes for our panelists, and um, I can't remember who's all on that. One of the... The judges is a food columnist from uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer. So she was uh, actually the woman who wrote the first book on spam, which uh, you know recognized the processed meat product of something you know more than just an insignificant table food. And the spam has gone on to become a, a huge festival in, in Hawaii. Like, yeah. It's a multi-million dollar thing now. So. Well, I don't want anyone to confuse. But Folks who have not had pork roll, it is not bologna. It's better than Spam. And it is it's not, not Spam. Even, it, <laughs> it's totally different. It's a very unique German sausage. Um, it's, it's a staple for college students in this region. You can eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I did that. <laughs> so pork roll is not Spam. Pork roll is not bologna. You have to try it on your own and experience it for yourself. That's good. <laughs> what can I say over that? Right? Come to the Pork Roll Festival. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so what time does it start? It starts at 10 a.m., and we've pre-sold a bunch of tickets already, so I know people will be lined up to get in, but we have a 
friendly volunteer staff at the front gate. It's only $5 for a wristband that allows you to buy food and beverages. Otherwise, anyone's free to come and attend and listen to the music and enjoy the park and the children's entertainment and the other things we have going on. We also have free hula hoops for the kids, um, courtesy of Agnes Glitter Hoops. Mm -hmm. We have a face painter. We have a, a her volunteer staff made this funky, it's like a duck pond, but you fish for pigs in it, and you win little prizes for the kids. So we'll have that. And uh, we have these big, goofy ball things that people can get in, and they can run into each other and bounce off. And we have a vendor doing that. And uh, a bunch of stuff for the kids this year, though, snack vendors and stuff like that. So. And yours truly. I'll be there, you know, walking around, being ambassador, yeah, asking, yeah, John, answering questions, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, just if you see me there, tap me on the shoulder. I may have a couple of surprises and, and gifts for and you And we as have well. people from coming out of state. We've sold advance tickets to people in Florida, Eugene, Oregon, Toronto, North Carolina, Ohio, all over Pennsylvania. So I'm excited. We definitely are bringing people from out of town to Trenton, which is, which is you know, always been part of our goal, you know, to bring people here and show them a good time and send them home mm -hmm. with a good memory. And uh, before we exit, I, I, I think it would be best for you to talk about your relationship with the city of Trenton and how they've helped out with this event. Oh, yeah. They've been incredibly supportive. And, you know, in the first year that Mayor Jackson was in office, he awarded us the uh, creative Marketing Award for creating the Pork Roll Festival and for, for helping to do something positive for the city of Trenton. And they've always been very easy to work with as far as permitting, and we always use you know, real Trenton police resources to make our event safe and secure. We have never had any incidents at any of our Pork Roll Festivals. They're completely crime-free, safe, wonderful, family-friendly food and music festivals. And, and that's in large part you know, due to the having a good security force and being able to rely on the police to help us, you know, organize the event and road crossings and things like that. Mm, that's pretty awesome, Scott Miller. I'm, I'm glad to, to hear that the festival is continuing. Um, it, it's an amazing event. The weather's going to be gorgeous. The entertainment lineup is awesome. Of course, the food is going to be fantastic, and I can't wait to sample some of that. And uh, maybe you'll even let me judge the food rep recipe well, competition you know, this year. I think we need a judge job. <laughs> we, we were short one judge yet. I think uh, one of the people we had slated has a family emergency or something, so you might just have to be a recipe judge. I'll be us, jumping so. in wherever I can. Scott uh -huh. Miller, thanks for coming on to the Trenton 365 show, and we'll see you on Saturday. All right, thanks a lot. All right, you're welcome. Folks, you've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Trenton 365 is Civic Engagement Radio. WIMG is the first of the station to host WIMG, and I'm looking for others. If you'd like to reach out, send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. If you'd like to have a conversation how about, about how we can partner, if you'd like to introduce me to someone who you think would make a great guest to be on the Trenton 365 show, all you have to do is reach out. Again, email trenton365show at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be back next week, 8 p.m., approximately 8 p.m., here on WIMG, New Jersey's oldest radio station and a three-time Stellar Awards winner. Have a good night, friends.